Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, for Yom Tov, for Shavuot. A little shout out for my Shavuot catering business. I, um, and anytime you don't feel like cooking, give me a call. I'll do it for you. I hope that you'll tune in every week and join me, hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipes and ideas for food each week. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So you can reach me in so many different ways. You can follow me on Facebook under The Aussie Gourmet. You can join, uh, I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and you can join my newsletter through theaussiegourmet.com on the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter. I only send out one a week, so I'm not one of these like you know annoying little blogs that send out lots of. Every time I, something happens, they post about it and share it. So so mine's only once a week, so I don't annoy you too much. Um, so but please email me. Let me know where you ate, what you ate, uh, any new food items. I'd love to hear about new restaurants. And on that note, if if your organisation or your school or your shul or something is putting out a cookbook, uh, let me know. I'll you know, spread the word uh, right here on Table for Two uh, so other people can get a hold of it and help raise money for your stack or, or charity, whatever you would like. Um, so please, please let me know. We'd love to be able to help you. Uh, so we have, uh, we had a giveaway two weeks ago. I don't know if uh, everyone remembers, but I had a giveaway because I broadcast from Australia, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I had a giveaway uh, the, in the package, you would win um, Vegemite. I know everybody just loves Vegemite. Tim Tams, barbecue sauce, some chocolate from Australia. And, uh, yeah, so we actually had a few people. People, I think people were afraid of the Vegemite. We had a handful of people uh, email me. All you had to do was email me at Nahum, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com, and I did a little raffle, and, and I picked the name of Cyril Cohen of Suffern, New York. I think that's near Monsey, right? Uh, Suffer New York. So congratulations, Cyril Cohen. Give me, uh, send me an email, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com and I will make arrangements to get that package out to you. So congratulations. Today we have another giveaway, but don't send me an email right yet till you hear what the giveaway is later on in the show. A uh, couple of interesting announcements that people have sent me, uh, over the last week. There's going to be a bake sale, uh, in the five towns for the Levy Yitzchak Library. Um, which is a wonderful children's library out in Cedarhurst. So if you are one of my Five Towns listeners, uh, you can go on Sunday, June 1st, Monday, June 2nd, Tuesday, June 3rd to get baked goods and cakes for uh, Shovel Watts. That's a really nice, a lovely idea to raise money for children's literacy. And, of course, um, they are also doing flowers. So you can give them a call and find out more details at 516-374-2665 or email at info at lyllibrary.org. So that's very nice. Thank you, Lisa Hawke, the Executive Director of the Levy Attack Library, for sharing that information with us. 
Last public announcement. Oh, two. I've got two quick ones. Long Island Barbecue Competition. Next week, we're going to be having some guests from the organizers that will be joining us on the show. So look out for the Long Island Barbecue Competition. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all completely glut kosher. Details will come up next week. So that's really, really exciting. And this Memorial Weekend, Studio Ina Fitness Studio, uh, we'll be having a free Zumba class at Atlantic Beach at 11 a.m. You can register online. That's on Sunday. And on Monday, it'll be kickboxing with Ina at 11 a.m. I believe all you have to do is sign up in advance at studio, studio, com. So that's very exciting news to share with everybody. So we have an amazing show. I can hardly contain myself. This is an air of Shabbos. It's a nice long day ahead of us and we're actually going to be having a barbecue in the studio oh my god i'm so excited okay i have two wonderful guests i have our very own seth levitt sponsor of the fabulous table for two show <laughs> um hi seth hi. um and um i have sharon lurie all the way from south africa she's actually in the studio right now so we're very excited and i have uh, my intern from SKA, Stella K.A. Abraham High School for D- Girls from the Hebrew Academy of Long Beach. I think I got the whole name right. Jennifer is an intern with me. Jennifer, you want to walk around? Um, last week we had Ariella Valensky uh, joined us here. She's off today and Jennifer has been amazing. Uh, can we get her on the camera? She should pop down. You can go down. Oh, you're, you're good. Jennifer is, is one of my interns. We've been cooking like crazy for the last... Here, for the last uh, week or so, yeah. week and a half. Yeah, come close to the microphone. Um, how's everything going? Having fun? Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, can, can, can you hear her, ZK? Okay, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, right? Yeah. We went to Connecticut for Chabad of Westport, and we did a huge grilling class. We had this massive grill, right? Yeah, it was massive. <laughs> it was massive. It was like four feet long at yeah. least, right? Yeah. And we grilled up all kinds of exciting things. So, uh, yeah. Have you always enjoyed cooking? Yeah, always. And and I believe you cook at home a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> lucky lucky mummy that she gets a daughter to do all the cooking for her. She comes home from work and dinner's made. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. All right, Jennifer's going to join us in this fantastic show. Grab a seat. Sit back, enjoy the ride. I wish people could smell what was going on in the studio. I hope Nachum and Miriam won't kill us. So, uh, hi, Sharon. How are you? Hi, Naomi. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so honored to have you in my studio. I've seen your books on the bookshelves uh, over the years, and now I have my own copies. I have you in the studio, and it's a real treat. We're going to be doing a mini barbecue in honor of Memorial Weekend, I guess, with Seth, who we're going to start off with, and then we're going to introduce you in a little bit also. Oh, I think maybe we should turn that around also. So okay, people can see on the idea. camera. Let's get that grilling a little let's bit. But while, while we have a bit of a catch-up about everything um, over the last few weeks. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you? Good. How was Pesach? Wonderful. I know. We're still catching up about Pesach. Yes. <laughs> it was really nice. I got to spend, I, I had the opportunity to spend some time with my in-laws. Not once, but twice. Oh, nice. Yes. He's smiling. He's smiling. <laughs> yes, because I love them as much as they love me. Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh, we had a we had a wonderful Pesach. Yeah, and I, and I and I know you were back home. I, I was back home right after Pesach. I, I was I was actually in Lake George for Pesach. Oh, did cooking demos up there was a lot of fun, and then and then uh, hopped on the plane to see my dad after his quadruple bypass. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're gonna be he's gonna be cutting back on the salami though. Yes. <laughs> and the Australian sausages, but I bought I bought Seth back. I said Seth, you got to have a present from Australia, and I bought him a case of uh, packaging of Australian 
sausages. Looks very interesting. Yeah, they're and really good. Tasty. Yeah, they actually taste better than any other sausage I've had in America. No offense, you know I love yours. That's fine. I, but well, there's a difference between there's a distinction between hot dogs and sausage. Right. So we we, we can talk about that uh, later on in the show also. So um, I don't know if people can hear a slight sizzle in the background. They they're picking up the sizzle. ZK's hearing the sizzle. We have a sizzle now in South Africa, Sharon, as mm-hmm. barbecue. In Australia, it's a barbie. We nickname it a barbie. But in South Africa, what's it called? It's called a braai. We are having a braai right here in the studio. So, I, you know, Seth and I, you know, we spoke a couple of days ago. What are we going to do on today's show? What's new? What's exciting? We're like, it's Memorial Weekend. He's like, let's make a barbecue in the studio. If you're not grilling this weekend, you're not grilling. This is going to be a, a, a fabulous weekend in the Northeast. I don't know where your audience is located, but I know we're going to have temperatures. All over. All over. I know in the Northeast we're going to have temperatures in the 80s and sunny on Sunday and Monday. And it's a terrific opportunity to uh, sit and eat with friends and family and uh, enjoy some delicious Abelsenheim and hot dogs. Or uh, we have, as many of your listeners know, a variety of flavors. We have turkey dogs for those who are looking for something a little healthier. We have no nitrite added hot dogs. They're fantastic. Chipotle flavored hot dogs. Mm. Or sometimes you could just take a salami like we just did. Okay, what have we got here? He just he did this on this little grill. We 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 took some salami, we sliced it into uh, 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 small silver dollars, and we coated it with some delicious duck sauce. Here we go, Gold's Gold's duck sauce. Gold's duck sauce, ducks, duck sauce, sauce. duck sauce. (laughs) And uh, we just put it on this little uh, indoor uh, grill and. You could see how it coated it, the the sh- the sugar from the duck sauce caramelized on top of the salami, and if you want to taste a piece, okay, yeah. Sharon. You know what we say somewhere in the world it's already shoppers. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You know what we do? Yeah, with I'll that, cut it into pieces. Also amazing for shoppers. We actually take a salami, we cut it up sort of like a, like a baguette. You know, cut it sort of three quarters of the way through, slice it. Is it the Hasselbeck? Like the Hasselbag, exactly. And we put, well, you could put the stuck sauce in. I mean, it looks terrific. And we stick it in the oven and we just roast it for about two hours on low heat. That's it is the most popular dish in our house. If we, we have everything, but we've got to have that poloni as well. Okay. Is that what a poloni is? Because I've been talking about a lot. It's, it's thicker okay. than that. Okay. okay. Let's what give, is. Yeah. And okay. you just slice it up into about, I'd say about a quarter of an inch piece. And you just pour the sauce by teaspoonful right. into the So into I, the I have an article on my blog, theaussiegourmet.com, yes. about this. And I've written articles in a newspaper as well. We're calling it a Hasselbeck, like the Hasselbeck potatoes, which right. is those thinly sliced. And we do this. I actually did it with duck sauce mixed with barbecue sauce. Yes. And I put mine on the barbecue. And it got that really Absolutely. nice barbecue flavor. as well. This is delicious. In so we're going to try foils. this. Is Jennifer got a piece? Yeah. Yes, we made okay. sure that everybody has a piece. Okay, we're getting a ZK two thumbs up, a gigantic smile from ZK last week, ZK, when we had our amazing wine and cheese show. And if you want to watch our wine and cheese show, just like you can watch this show, you can go to Nachum Siegel Net on YouTube. Put that in the search bar on YouTube, and you can watch last week's show of Wine and Cheese, which CK could not partake because he does not do the cheese thing. But now we have a big smile because we can have some salami. Okay. So I've eaten one. She's oh. standing. Sharon, Sharon is finished. Oh. Early, but... 
It's nine mm. eleven in the morning. It's never too early to eat meat. Mm. Never. But perfect. Oh my god. Sweet and salty. And I'm so excited because we've just got the stuck sauce in South Africa for Pesach. And that's this is gonna go into the next recipe. Okay. Oh, Thank I love you. it. Okay, Thanks. great. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna sh- here, I'm tongue-tied for a second there. Um, Sharon said on the radio, she actually has her own show, but we're going to talk, we're going to give Sharon her own introduction in just a little bit. All right, Seth, what's on next? Because we got to give that full cover over there. Right, so. <laughs> okay, what have we got next? We have a couple things on the small grill. Let's, can we, let's can we turn, turn this around, around because this is just too magnificent. Right. I should have bought hot yeah. gloves. Yeah, we'll okay. So, we have. Tell Nachum to come over. Sometimes come people just like to spice up their barbecues, make things a little interesting. You can easily take a hot dog and, and cut it into a, a small quarter-inch uh, to half-inch pieces, stick it on a uh, skewer with some tomatoes or, or some peppers or some pineapple to give it a little flavor. Pineapple is fabulous on the grill. It is. It really is. The sweetness comes out and oh. it caramelizes, uh, you know, and, and you get a really sweet... A uh, hot dog with a little bit of saltiness and all the flavors. It really helps to bring out all the flavors of the hot dog as well. And you could do this with salami and serve a lot. Uh, many of our listeners know that the serve a lot is already a very uh, heavily smoked uh, salami or similar to a salami. We use different cuts of meat. With the same principle, you just cut it into uh, squares. Leave over the small bits because you could take those small bits and put them into a frying pan and make yourself some uh, salami bits or servalot bits for Shabbos, and, and you can throw them into a salad to give it some extra flavor. Yeah, it's fabulous. But my favorite, and it's not coming out, it hasn't come out perfectly yet, is the hot dog with beef fry wrapped around it. Like fake and bacon kind of thing. Right. Uh, beef fry is the equivalent of kosher bacon. Um, it's heavily smoked. We call this the uh, artery clogger. The artery uh, clock, I know. Yeah, it's, None it's, for my dad. No, no, no. Um, and everything in moderation, obviously. Of course, but so we, you don't we, end up like my dad. We take a hot dog, and we take two toothpicks, and we, we use a, our uh, Abelsenheim and sliced beef fry, and we actually wrap the beef fry around the hot dog, and we stick in uh, the two toothpicks on both ends just to make sure uh, that the beef fry doesn't become undone. And we put it on the grill, and, and together the, the, the mixture of the smokiness from the beef fry and the juices from the hot dog will taste in a few minutes, and you'll you'll see. It's okay, just incredible. I, I can't wait. I wish people could smell what the studio smells like right now. The smell of the smoky meats right. being heated up is releasing this incredible aroma. aroma. Yeah. Mm. And, and my mouth is just, I know, I call it tongue tickling. When, when your tongue tickles from all the flavors, it's like alive, and you know that, you know, the food is fabulous. It really leaves a great mark on your mouth. Right. Okay. Um, you know, last week I had, I had mentioned earlier in the show, last week I had done this uh, giant grill class uh, out in Westport, and we ended the class with uh, putting over this four-foot barbecue pineapple. Oh, really? And it was amazing. These people had never had pineapple. or pe- We didn't do peaches, but peaches is also fabulous on sure, the grill. Sure, anything sweet. It was absolutely fantastic. It's a nice, maybe with a caramel dipping sauce, You can. there are many power of caramel dipping sauces that you can buy, you can make your own. Um, but it's it's really lovely. And asparagus also on the grill. You know, you can have... Coated in a little oil. And salt and, and a little salt. garlic. Just throw it on the grill. Fantastic. And only needs a couple of minutes. It doesn't not need a lot of time, especially 
if your barbecue is not very hot, right. you got to really stand over it. But you can do all kinds of your peppers, and you th- I threw on corn, and there's all kinds of fabulous Everything things. Everything tastes better on a grill. Absolutely. Even fish. But we'll talk about that before Shovel What next mm. week. Let's make this all about the meat. And I just, uh, if you don't mind, I want to remind your listeners that when they visit us on Facebook, uh, we have been running a number of social giveaways. Yeah, I have it down on my notes okay. to, to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> and we also... Uh, we also encourage our Facebook fans to send pictures of themselves at barbecues or, or so when they're with their family. Uh, and we also uh, run uh, coupons as well for select stores who uh, work with us. Um, oh, nice. It's a, visit us on Facebook, like us, and and take a chance at winning a box of uh, assorted hot dogs. Yeah, the, the last week's winner, or last we had a winner recently, and now we're very excited. People kept posting on congratulations. Right. I kept getting these alerts all day. That was uh, Russell Krakow. From yeah. So. Cape Coral, Florida. Yeah, they were very excited. Yes. So, yeah, my daughter actually, when when Seth and I first met, he gave me an Abel's and Hyman hat. And my daughter earlier on this week had to go to, uh, he's wearing it now. See this cool hat? And a shirt. And a shirt. Yeah. Um, so uh, my daughter earlier on in the week went with uh, her preschool, uh, Halb, out in Long Beach, um, uh, Five Towns. Uh, they went out to uh, White Post Farms and she needed to wear a hat. She goes, can I wear your hot dog hat? And I thought it was really cute, so we took a picture of her wearing the Abels and Hyman hat. See, we're all about Abels and Hyman all the time. We all are. <laughs> That's right. Erev Shabbos, some servalot, inside some sauce, and a uh, beer. I posted that on Instagram, <laughs> my husband having beer and servalot. Erev Shabbos. It's a great Erev Shabbos. You know, it's 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, dinner's not till 8.30, you're hungry, throw on some servalot. Right. You know, you hit on a great point uh, about uh, when you said brand. Abels and Hyman is really a great brand. We've been around for 60 years. We specialize in making hot dogs. If you want to call us the hot dog kings of the Northeast, uh, well... Let's do that. I <laughs> anoint you king. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's nice to have a brand like that where you know every time you put out a product, you're putting out a quality product. You're putting out something that is going to bring a, a smile to a little kid's face after he takes a bite. And it's just, uh, it, it's great to be... Uh, uh, part of something like that with this with this great brand, Abel's and Hyman. Yeah, and it's very recognizable. You know, when I tell people that, you know, when we first started that you were my sponsor of the show or, uh, you know, we, we you know, eat a, a lot of Abel's and Hyman hot dogs, they're like, they tell me that they've been eating it for years. The right. family only buys Abel's and Hyman. Well, so I thought that was very sweet. And they didn't have to say that to me. Like, you know, that's it was very we, sweet. We get that all the time. We get requests from people all over the country for mail order or uh, looking to put our products in uh, neighborhoods closer to them. We get requests from Israel. Where else can we buy them outside of, say, if you're living out? I've got listeners Virginia. I've got a listener from South Carolina. Okay, so... Um, he drives to Atlanta to buy food. Right, so we sell uh, to a number of stores in Atlanta from uh, Kroger uh, to Kosher Gourmet, which is uh, located uh, in Atlanta. Uh, our products are available nationwide, as well as Puerto Rico, um, That's cool. It is. So if you're going on vacation to Puerto Rico, you can... You can actually find our, our products at a, a Walmart in Puerto Rico. And you can take this little machine with you and have hot dogs for dinner. And actually, a lot of the hotels use our hot dogs because they're so good. They want to provide what they consider a kosher hot dog, and the kosher hot dog of choice in Puerto Rico is actually Abel's <laughs> and Hyman, as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> That's but, great. Uh, um, but also a lot of stadiums, too. When you When you travel... Uh, and you, uh, you, you, you go to either a Yankee game or, uh, a Met game, um, you'll find 
many times in many stadiums, or even uh, for the Nets or the Rangers, they're using our hot dogs at the kosher kiosk. Uh, you know, the one kosher kiosk that they have, uh, they usually tend to use our hot dogs. And that's, that's because nice. we're known for the quality of the product that we put out. You get to go to these games? Uh, I get to go, but not because uh, I'm getting free tickets. <laughs> some hot dogs for some uh, tickets. That would be nice. The show. That would uh, be nice, right? If initiate could... some barter. Yeah, yeah. It's, bartering's always good. So let's... Talk about some of the actual products that you've got here, and then okay. hopefully we'll get to eat some of this soon. Yes. Yeah, we're all really hungry. It's very hard to be able to be in this room and talk and not eat while we're smelling this. So I brought in, and we're using uh, some of the items already. I brought in what is our traditional beef frankfurter. I'll hold it up for the camera so okay, the camera Okay, that's can a see. typical. This is our typical American. all beef Abel's and Hyman frankfurter. It tastes the same today as it did 60 years ago when it was made in the Bronx. Um, but, ooh, I'm sorry, we, because we know that people are looking for healthier alternatives, we've come out with this reduced fat and sodium, no nitrite added beef frankfurter. And this is becoming very popular as a lot of parents feel that uh, they don't want to include extra chemicals in their children's diets if they don't need to. And by using natural nitrites, nitrites that are derived from celery and cherry, uh, we're able to produce a hot dog that looks and tastes exactly like a regular beef hot dog. It is a beef hot dog. It just happens to be uh, lower in fat, lower in sodium than a regular beef hot dog. And we use natural nitrites, which you can find, like I said, in celery, which is why when you're ch- you make chicken soup for Shabbos, it can last a long time because, uh, you know, you're, you're actually curing the soup. With celery. With celery, yeah. Celery is a natural, natural nitrite. Did you know that, Charlie? No, I'm yes. doing something. I know, right? That's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, my, my, my kids are very health conscious, and they love this and the turkey one. But I know we're coming back to that in a minute. We're coming back. And then we also have the chipotle-flavored beef hot dog. This is one of the first of uh, many-to-come flavored hot dogs. We are actually in the works. Uh, we are uh, going to be producing a beer-flavored hot dog. <laughs> oh, bless you. And a, can we call that the Aussie hot dog? We can call it whatever <laughs> you want. And we're also uh, producing a whiskey-flavored hot dog, and we should have those two flavors out within the next uh, 60 to 90 days. You okay. should expect to see them on the shelves. Okay, well, let's plan the show around that also. We okay. should have a big opening and stuff. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll work on that. Okay, um, now let's talk about the turkey one. Cause okay, so this again. This is for my daughter who did not like hot dogs. Um she does not like beef hot dogs. Right. And, when and I there are kids those, out there like that. Yeah. I don't, not too many. In my house, it's only one quarter of the of them. But okay. um, um, when I brought home these that you had given me for mm. a grilling class that I had done for AHC appliances last mm-hmm. week, and two weeks ago, so I had thrown these on the grill, and my daughter loved them. She said, you know, she doesn't love that meaty taste. Correct. And this is a much lighter option. You alone like half the gr- fat and right. half the That's calories. Right. It's got 54 calories from fat for, per serving per hot dog. I mean, that's uh, incredibly low. Uh, right. It's uh, a nice alternative. There are people out there that uh, refrain from eating meat, and they, they would rather have a poultry hot dog, and, and this uh, meets the needs of those people. So we, we're really trying to provide something for everyone. Something for everyone, exactly. And, um, you know, I'm, I think we're doing a good job at it. Oh, you, you're doing a great job, and these are really, really tasty. Sometimes I think, find turkey. I don't love turkey. Do you like, love turkey, Charlotte? Love turkey. Do you? Love turkey. I, I'm not a biggest turkey fan, so when I found these, I thought they might be boring, you know, and right, they were delicious. You know what it is? It's um, it's a, we, we discussed this, I think, uh, in, a, in another show. It's about what you put into the product. When you're putting quality in, 
you're getting quality out. You know, if you're looking to take shortcuts, you're going to suffer. You can't produce a quality product by taking shortcuts, and that's what we do. We we, we put in quality ingredients, uh, and we make a quality product. Well, I cannot wait for this Memorial Weekend to have all my assortment of of hot dogs that you have provided me for me. And also, I just want to talk a minute about your amazing sauces. Right. I'm absolutely obsessed, and next week I'm going to give out a great recipe for. This with fish, but we're waiting for Shavuos for That's that. That's right. Um, this is fantastic. Um, this is I'm going to give out a recipe now for an amazing hot dog that I made for my family this week. This is our gourmet glut sponsored episode, uh, gourmet glut sponsored segment. Uh, we call it What's for Dinner, and we're always as busy mums are always looking to make something for dinner. Do you get that a lot, Sharon? A lot. What do you make for? What do your kids eat? So we have a segment on our show called What's for Dinner and Gourmet Glut Emporium, a big supermarket in Cedarhurst. They sponsor this segment, so you can buy all these products, all uh, Abel's and Hyman's products at Gourmet Glut. Um, so I, ma- I, I I grilled up a whole bunch of the turkey hot dogs. Okay. We took Abel's and Hyman's sweet and tangy mustard. I grilled little chipotle onions, um, grilled pineapple, and I made some guacamole, and I got hapanash coleslaw and Australian barbecue sauce. Okay, you guys can't get the Australian barbecue sauce, um, but you can uh, use your favorite barbecue sauce. And the sweet and tangy mustard, all that went into one hot dog. Wow. Let me tell you, it was amazing. The grilled onions and the grilled pineapple with the hot dog and the sauces went like it was amazing with such a burst of flavor everything coming together and so i oh, i'm telling everyone when you make your barbecues this weekend make a hot dog topping station yes have all your sauces uh line up a bunch of your favorite sauces from you can get sweet and tangy this is our favorite from abel's and hyman and they've also you've, you've got horseradish sauce you've got the deli mustards, you've got all kinds of sauces. Right. Um, use your favorite barbecue sauce, your ketchup. Duck sauce. Duck sauce. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, right. duck sauce. Nice, nice on a hot dog. Um, okay. And then, and then I did toppings from plain chopped red onions to pickled onions to grilled onions, um, sauteed onions, which was a slightly different taste, not as smoky as the grilled ones, um, on the barbecue. Um, and then, just the grilled pineapple and avocado, just any chickpeas, roasted chickpeas. Roasted chickpeas is delicious. Just some um, cumin and paprika oil, roast chickpeas on a 9 by 13 tray at 400 degrees for like 20 minutes, and they get like chips. That in the hot dog was good. That sounds terrific. Everything. So make a nice little toppings bar for your hot dogs. You can do the same thing with hamburgers. A pickle platter. To me, no barbecue is complete without two things, coleslaw and pickle platters. So tomatoes and and um and actually we're in the pickle city of the world right here on the Lower East Side, uh, pickled tomatoes and pickled cucumbers, uh, half sour, full sour, quarter sour. You've got it all here. So um so just you know think out of the box for your barbecue and think something different and get funky serving pieces and little white plastic trays to serve them on. Make it look really pretty as well. And funky beers. Don't forget the funky beers. Nothing goes better with a hot dog than a funky beer. That's right. Okay, great. All right, so are we ready to eat some more hot dog? Yeah, I think so. I think we can take our hot dog and you, okay, you see. Everyone's smiling right now. After having, having, putting it, having put it on the grill. See, I'm wearing an apron. I'm wearing, Sharon gave me an apron. We, we have. I'm all ready to get dirty. A nice sizzling hot dog with beef fry wrapped around it. Oops. 
Nearly lost my stuff there. Okay. We're going to cut it up into little pieces. <gasps> How exciting. Okay, I'm going to have mine with some mustard. Okay. I'm going to. Okay, everyone, pass your plates back. <laughs> okay, I've got a little bit of mustard. I don't know if anybody wants horseradish sauce. Okay. All right. Some for you, Sharon. CK. We don't have to go out for lunch. I know, right? Well, we have to go somewhere. We have to go somewhere oh, flashy. Yeah, and how? Have to go some burger joint. Oh, okay. There are some good ones. Okay. You got a nice piece with the full slab of. Oh fry yeah! On it. All right. Okay. See, I'm just going to hold mine up. Can we see this, CK? Yep. I'm dipping it in. Oh my god! I can't wait. Okay. As you can see, I'm a little bit overly enthusiastic today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a big meat eater. When I sent out my newsletter, I wrote, Attention carnivores, pay attention to this week's show. Okay, someone has to talk. Mm. Ant, it's so good. You taste the smokiness. You, you feel the flavor mm. in your mouth. Mm. And the hot dogs are juicy. And exploding it's, with flavor. Oh, my God. I'm dying. It was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Can I have a nap? Oh, here's sure. a napkin. I just want to say, like, talking about, I always talk about, I know it's probably really bad grammar, kosher food traveling. So, to me, it's anything when any time you travel to eat kosher food, I literally will travel anywhere to go and eat at a restaurant. Um, but, you know, when you go on a family trip and you need to bring your kosher traveling equipment with you, you put in a cooler or an esky, as we say in Australia. Um, do you call it an esky in South Africa? You call it a cooler bag. A cooler bag. So, mm-hmm. we call it an esky, a foam box. And you put your ice pack, you throw in some Abel's and Hyman hot dogs, mm-hmm. you take one of these, this is a tiny little one, Proctor and Silex, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can get um, George Foreman, Foreman is grill, a little bit bigger. Right. You bring those with you, and you are ready for a barbecue in your hotel room. Correct. <laughs> Anywhere you go. That is true. With an outlet. You can. You probably could even grill it in your car. My car's got uh-huh. an outlet. Don't do that at home. Don't Especially do that while in your you're car. driving. Especially while you're driving and texting and, you know, Whatever, God forbid. Yeah. So, so um, this is a really great um, equipment to have with you for this summer. When you want to take a, a nice little drive with the kids, and Go. you know, take a couple of days off, and and you're finding it difficult to find kosher food, that's take, what you do. Take the hot dogs and fantastic, and, and of course the sauces. This the is sauces. great. Seth, thank you so much. This you're is welcome. great. Oh my God, we're going to keep eating during the show. <laughs> um, I'm going to introduce now. Uh, Sharon, a uh, little station break first. Uh, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by, you can say it. Abel's and Hyman, we taste better. There you go. No, better. Better. Okay, now you're Australian. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, Sharon, uh, I'm going to, a little bit of an introduction. I'm just going to throw out my plate for now. Um, Sharon, who is joining us via, well, she's in the studio, but she is from Johannesburg. In, in South Africa, I'm just going to move the microphone a little bit um, so you can chime in also. Um, and and uh, you're here for a, a family simcha. Family simcha, wedding. Do they have your sausages in Jamaica? Uh, the island? Yes, yeah, not Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> Jamaica's also a suburb oh, of Queens. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I don't think so. They oh, may, but I don't think okay. so. <laughs> may have to add a product or two in that. So Sharon <laughs> is here for a destination wedding in Jamaica, doing a little bit of traveling, and she contacted me telling me that she's going to be here. So we said, I was actually a guest on her show. Sharon found me. Sharon has a show on Chai FM in South Africa. Correct. It's called? The Cooking Corner. The Cooking Corner. 
on High FM. 101.9. <laughs> Megahertz of cooking power. <laughs> there you go. That's very cute. So she found me, and I was a guest on her radio show. And then she told me uh, she's coming to New York. I said, please come to the studio and come be a guest uh, in our show. Sharon is a author of two amazing cookbooks. I'm going to hold them up to the screen. And right now we can announce our giveaway. Sharon, would you like to announce it? Yes, I'm giving away two of my books, um, Cooking with the Kosher Butcher's Wife and Celebrating with the Kosher Butcher's Wife. They are absolutely fantastic. All you have to do to win both of these books is email me at naomi at nachumsegel.com. Again, that's naomi at nachumsegel.com. Uh, move a little closer, Sharon. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, you will be in the drawing for this fabulous, fabulous books. And we will announce these next week's show. So you've only got this week to do it. So next week we will announce it on our pre-Shovel Watch show, uh, these two gorgeous cookbooks. So, Sharon, how did you get to writing these books? How did I get to writing? Okay. So <laughs> it started about uh, 30 years ago. And... Um, I'm married into a family of butchers that had, uh, I think we're fourth generation now. Nice. And uh, it was Rosh Hashanah, and my father-in-law said to me, come into the business, please, answer the phones, just take orders. If anybody wants scotch fillet or if they want uh, lamb chops or brisket, we haven't got. We need it for uh, Yontif, okay, for our regular customers. Okay. And that's how it all started because I said, well, I know that I don't get scotch fillet on my table. What's scotch fillet? A ribeye. Ribba. A ribeye. Okay, ribba. and we're going to ask you some questions about that in a few minutes. Okay. And um, and from there, I started learning about the forequarter, and I had a very good teacher. I mean, my late father-in-law really loved his meat. And slowly but surely, I went through every cut on the forequarter and realized that she didn't have to be a piece of bobbing meat in a soup pot. It was osobuko. We didn't have to have um, lamb shanks only on Pesach and the Seder plate. We had we had an extensive array of the most magnificent cuts of meat on the forequarter. I know some places you can eat, countries you can eat the, the hindquarter. We only eat the forequarter right. in South Africa. Okay. And that's how it started. And I started writing recipes. And then trying it for myself in my, my own kitchen. And many years later, a big black file full of recipes with them. People would phone and they would say to me, give me a rabbi. And I'd say, okay, we're out of rabbi. Can I offer you this? You can't offer me something without giving me a recipe. So I gave them recipes. And then the local press started contacting me and saying to me, can we have that recipe? So and so and so and so made it and it's delicious. And Slowly but surely, it became, as I said, this big file of recipes, and we discovered all these beautiful cuts, and then the first book came out, and that's another long story. Cooking, <laughs> cooking with a kosher butcher's wife. Now, you, you were talking about all the different kinds of meats. Okay, can we get a shot of the inside of the book? This is the first couple of pages. What Sh- Sharon has done is she has broken down all the meats into... Um, different cuts and explained what it is and how one cooks it. And then you take the, you go further into the book and then there's a recipe for each one of these fantastic recipes. It is unbelievable. I cannot wait to start. You know, this Shabbos, I'm already starting with your stuff. Oh, good. <laughs> um, what happened in uh, London, I was getting phone calls from butchers there 
So people that were butchers in London, in you're London. in South African, and people about heard mm. you about you in London. Well, he, and the, he said, I've got an ex-South African standing in front of me. She's bought the picture of the book. Is this cut that? Yes, it is. And then it, so from fun. there, it boomed. And then the uh, group of kosher butchers there actually printed the book as well. And That's now very cute in because as it has gas mark, gas, gas mark, yes, which is a, well. which is a yes. English cooking yeah. method. As opposed to us now, she's got uh, Sharon has a very good uh, when when you see the book on the bookshelves in the uh, Judaica stores here on Amazon. I actually mm. when I told uh, put on my newsletter that you were going to be on the show, I added a link straight to Amazon uh, on the, so people oh, can you. go onto my newsletter um, and then they'll be able to click onto it and they can order it straight through Amazon. But it's in the Judaica stores also, I believe. Right. Yes, it is. Now now if you sometimes you look at a book and it says one um, 420-gram tin. Now, Americans don't know what a tin is. It's a can, so we're yeah. just going to translate. <laughs> we're going to go into that in a minute. Um, but sometimes the, the conversion. So at the front of the book is such an easy conversion chart. I'm just trying to find it now. Here, uh, oven temperatures and, and table conversions. So that's like a really nice bonus for the American. I tried to keep everything in like a quarter of a cup, a half a cup, a cup, you know, to try – and cover everybody, but then certain publishing rules said that I had to have it in, okay. you know, grams, ounces, right. whatever. Right, so you have to, yeah, you have to, it's hard to work with everybody. You can't make everybody happy, right? <laughs> we try. We try, <laughs> we try, but, okay, so I've got some questions for you. Um, what yes. is peri-peri sauce? Okay, so peri-peri sauce would be... What, um, how do we make that? How do you make it? You would take... The chili, the little red eye chili, we yeah. call them. You know, the little yeah. the strong red chili. And what I do, Serrano maybe, Seth, would you call those the chilies? I would call them hot. I don't hot, hot chilies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, actually, you can have a look, I think, normally on the outside of it gives you a 9 out of 10 or whatever okay. on hotness. And then all I do is I just fry the chilies up with a little bit of um, onion, a little bit of lemon juice, some sugar, and fry it up, and then I add more oil to that, and then I blitz it. Okay. Actually, it's, it's in the book it's somewhere. It's in the book, fantastic. Yeah. And blitz it all together. In fact, for Pesach, I make a huge bottle. It doesn't last the whole of Pesach. So you have a, I mean, you have a long... I have a family who love hot things. Okay, so, yeah, we're a bit more in the middle. I don't know where you stand with that, sir. I like things mild. Mild, yeah. I don't want it to burn my mouth out, but, you know, you know when your tongue throbs, yes. your lips throb, so I'm not so into that. But I can also appreciate the flavor. You right. Know, you know, when you try something new and you, you get a new experience, it's it's great. I like I like a little heat. Like a I would definitely, heat, a okay. little peri-peri with some other stuff, right? Because that's right. what you but do. You, you that's take what you it do. and you, you'll taste it and you'll see if it needs a little bit more of this. Right. Little, I know. just see it in a lot of South African cookbooks and a lot of, you know, Australian yes. also because it, there's a large influence of South Africans in Australia. So I see more peri-peri all the time. Right. Um, it is, it's very big in South Africa. So we'll, you know, slowly we'll infiltrate into the American uh, palate. We have a lot of... Uh, food from South Africa that's being uh, imported now to the States. Well, you've got, don't, I think Nando's have got spices here, peri-peri sauces, so they can just use those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. And, uh, in fact, they've got the mild, medium, hot. Okay. For you, for you, for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> a little something for everyone. Okay. So you have in your book hump mm. roast and bolo roast and raisin rib. Yes. Like all different cuts. What do we okay. call all those in so America? So raisin rib is equiv- equivalent of chuck off the bone. Chuck off the bone. Mm, okay, we that see that all right. the time. And bolo. Okay. My mother also calls it bolo. Yeah, it's a shoulder roast. A shoulder, a shoulder cut. Bolo, okay. Right. And hump? 
hump is the most wonderful, wonderful cut. It is literally the hump at the back of the neck here. And I use that a lot instead of brisket because I could never get brisket because really? the customers and the, the delis needed the brisket. Ah. And I took this cut of meat and I pickle it and boil it in ginger ale. Oh, Once nice. it's pickled, take that out, and then I put on a ginger syrup. Do you get ginger syrup here? No. Okay, so it's crystallized ginger. You can make your own. You I, can I, just put a little bit of I've ginger, fresh ginger with some sugar, and boil it up. And I roast it after I've boiled the pickled hump, and you roast it until it goes, gets a sort of glaze on Oh, I'm getting hungry. Gets a glaze on <laughs> More <top>. sausages here. <laughs> and, and I bake that on low and slow for quite a long time. That sounds delicious. It is, it's quite a tough piece of meat, but low and slow, roasted and boiled first. And that's, that's in the second, second book. Yes. The second yes. cookbook. Right. Um, There's also hump in the first book, and that's with a mustard sauce. Okay. Which is also a boiled okay. brisket. You know, people are always saying they're looking for something different to make and they make the same meat for Shabbat over and over and over again, you know? This is wonderful for Shabbat. This I stick it in, I boil it first and then I stick it in the, your, your crock pot. Yeah. Add all the flavor. I mean, you can brown it a bit first, you know, before, but it's not necessary. Put the sauce over it and leave it. Put it on and you have it for lunch with some oh. rye bread and some... This is a room full of cabbage serious foods. And pickled cucumbers and mustard, potato salad, coleslaw, as of you course. like. And there is your Shabbos lunch. It's so easy. Especially, it sounds like such a summertime Shabbos lunch. Like a little picnic-y, a little barbecue-y, and it's around the it Shabbos can be. table. You can add and you can make it elegant. You you make it elegant. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, I love that there are so many choices of roasts to make because... You know, even I, I make quite a lot the same thing over and over again, and I want a bit yes. of variety. But, you know, I want it to be economical. Like, you can't always buy the, um, what do you call it again? The hump. No, no the hump. Ribeye. The ribeye. Oh, ribeye. The ribeye is, ri- is Scotch fillet expensive in South Africa? Yes. So it's it's an expensive piece of meat for us too. So, right. you know, you want to be a bit economical. So a chuck roast sometimes is a little bit cheaper, or a right. bolo, which is a shoulder roast. Yes. is a little bit cheaper as well. So you have these great recipes. Now, the second book you wrote is unbelievable because what it's done is you've broken it down into Shabbat and then all the Chagim. Correct. So do you want to talk about the whole, the whole apron yes. thing at the back and then oh, okay. that, that, this gorgeous apron that you gave me? I don't know if you can see. It's got this bling. This was the original apron from the first book. Which, the first book was there to take the fear out of cooking with kosher meat. People were nervous. Everybody had this preconception that Kosher meat was tough, dry, and boring. Oh, no, so, so not. the first book, put that to sleep, put that to bed. The second book was, okay, now you can cook with kosher meat. Now you know what you're doing. Let's celebrate. Let's have Shabbos and just different ideas for Shabbos. And what I did was I tried to create, um, ex- you know, to make it exciting and bright. And uh, each section of the book, like Shabbos would be look, like the royal colors, like, Purple yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. Um, okay. Purple. Look at this. And this table settings at the front of each section. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm showing that up at the screen okay. for those who are watching watching the show. And as then well as listening. each section has its own color. So, as I said, Shabbat would be purple. And then at the back of the book is the apron. Now, so the whole marketing thing with the books is the the apron. The aprons. And at the back of the book, you see all the different colors of the chagim. On the aprons. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful. Thank you for the two aprons. I'm always needing aprons. So 
So uh, Sharon's wearing the one that she gave me from her first cookbook, and I'm wearing the the. I like that it's got a leopard print. That's I love leopard print. Leopard leopard print. That was so popular <laughs> and this I love year. Bling. And bling, yeah. <laughs> so this is really good. I I'm, and I my cannot stylist wait said with the second book, she said, "This is you, Sharon. Leopard and bling. Now, just as you can see with my orange lipstick, you have got to go bright and African. There you go. So, so I am now bright and African as well. So thank. I'll be wearing these while I cook. This, this week for Shavuot and Memorial Weekend, I'll have my celebrating with the kosher butcher's, butcher's wife, wife. Uh, leopard print <laughs> apron. Okay, so um, you've been doing some also some very other exciting programs that you've been working with. Yeah, I've been with. working on the radio and doing some exciting programs there and, and um, interviewing people such as you and authors and, you know, just creating a more dynamic kind of feel around kosher and keeping kosher and that it's it's okay. I mean, last night I met somebody who said, where are you from with that accent? So I said, oh, I'm from South Africa. Are there Jews in South Africa? Uh, welcome to my world, right? <laughs> I said, um, there are plenty. And uh, I said, in fact, we're a very, a, a very um, committed. Very and, uh, committed. Very, we're a vibrant community. South Africans are very close. There's been a Fantastic turn towards religion, you know, a lot of Balshovers and that. And we have a dynamic um, chief rabbi who's doing all sorts of projects and the Shabbos project. I don't know if you've heard yeah, about that. Yeah, can we that. talk about that? Because that's really, um, I've been hearing about it on Facebook and the Shabbos queens and all this stuff. So Yes. So what happened was last year the rabbi launched the Shabbos project, which was basically to try and get everybody in South Africa no matter where you came from, what you were to keep Shabbos in its entirety from a halachic point of view. And you have no idea what, what this has created. I mean, it's in so much so that we've now launched an international Shabbos weekend, which is, I think, on the 24th, 25th of October this year. Okay. So what we you let us you know how we at Nachum Siegel Studio how we can help. Oh, absolutely! I'll let you know. And all our <laughs> listeners, yeah. And we did what we did. We started it off on the Thursday night with a challah demonstration, where we literally took over the streets of Glen Hazel. What's Glen Hazel? Glen Hazel is a suburb in Johannesburg, a very vibrant Jewish suburb in Johannesburg, like Cedarhurst. <laughs> Flatbush. Okay. Don't know. Don't see Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we what we did was we two. 2,500 women came. We had flower-sponsored. 2,500 women. <laughs> road rocked. The, the, I promise you that, that it, it's my, even when I think about it now, I, it's I, just I've tears in my cold, eyes. shiver wow. stuff. It was incredible. People that had never, ever kept Shabbos, people that didn't even know, like, what time does Shabbos come in? I mean, the whole community was so involved in this project. It was sensational. I mean, if you go to the shabbosproject.com, you will see people that are interviewed, famous people, singers, um, just all c- celebrities that got involved and all kept Shabbos. It was just phenomenal. We ended off with that big half dollar concert. I think there were about 5,000 people there. Can you imagine it the was American Jewish community getting behind this? Well, they say just one Shabbos and we'll all be free. Well, right. That, that's why now we've Play that launched. song. Play that song. <laughs> <laughs> They've now launched this, the International Shabbos uh, Project, you know, just keeping one Shabbos. 
And we're just asking everybody to join up, to go onto the site and to partner up. And from there, you're going to, I'm going to give you the whole thing that you can get and just get everybody involved. I mean, because you'll get involved and then you'll see, oh, your other friend in that area's got involved and the two of you can get together. We had street Shabbases. I mean, people were having dinners in the street, taking over the streets and just, uh, it was incredible, but you have to go on the site to see how it's standing. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love I mean, to we've see got people it. from the Philippines that have joined the Shabbos Project for this year, which we are launching on September the 1st. And it's, as you say, just one Shabbos. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really incredible. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, no, I'm it's, really, it's, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because this is like such a, a beautiful program. And such a Such community. We don't we have did. so much sense of community because yeah. there's so many different ones here, there's right? so many different communities in America. Well, sure. this is just to unite all communities. Can you imagine that? I mean, we had, I mean, people from different walks of life. I mean, just all people sleeping over at their friends. It wasn't just for, okay, well, you know, for the from community. This was from for grassroots level people who found out. I mean, there are amazing stories about an Afrikaans teacher who found out, who teaches at King David. The King David is, is the local uh, South African uh, Jewish day school. Correct. Kind of like Halb or Hafta, you know, bring it to, uh, where, where do your kids go to school? Fresh. Fresh. Uh, so Mariah. Mariah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Mariah in Australia. Okay. Um, but Mariah yes. in New Jersey, it's, 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 King David is kind of like the community school, Jewish right. day school, right? Right. And then what, what happened was that this teacher found out that she was actually Jewish. So she kept Shabbos. Oh. I mean, it just created such interest and such a, f- it, it just, the spin-off was so phenomenal. People started digging into their past and, I mean, it was just mind-blowing. Un- unbelievable. Mind-blowing. And it was all sitting around eating food on Shabbat. Absolutely, keeping the family together. I mean, people were sending, as I say, you've got to go into the site to, to hear the stories of people that normally go to go shopping on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, having, well, sitting around sitting eating down, on Shabbos. Having Shabbos, oh, lunch together, beautiful. supper, going to friends. Our shul had the whole, the dinner and then the whole day. Everybody was at the shul and you could split up and go and listen to different shurim. But this is the exciting part of it. Part of it, and you have to join up and partner up. Go ah. to shabbosproject.com. Okay. It's beautiful, mind-blowing stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and, and I love that I'm passionate about food and you're passionate about food and Seth's passionate about food, but you're also yeah. so passionate about this beautiful cause. You know, yeah, I can absolutely. see it in your eyes. I can feel her excitement. Uh, lovely. You, you've got a partner. Uh, I, you've got a partner. We're, we're going to do it. Put it Engelwood, on our Facebook page. Englewood, Five Towns, Flatbush. There you go, ZK. We've All got projects partner. for us. Yeah. Right here on the Lower East Side, which was the founding community in America. This is the oldest Jewish. You should, we should walk around here afterwards. The oldest Jewish cemetery in America is right up the road here. I was, I saw, noticed a few places. There's a lot. This is, there's so much history. I used to be a, a, a tour guide of the Lower East Side. There are some beautiful old shuls here okay. going back a couple hundred years. So, yeah, oh, right here on the historic Lower East Side, we are talking about with uh, Seth Levitt, owner of Abel's and Hyman and sponsor of Table for Two, and uh, Shar and Lurie are... Uh, Author of two amazing cookbooks and who is doing a giveaway. Uh, all you have to do is email me at naomi at nachumsegel.com to win these gorgeous cookbooks in time. Will they get it in time for Shavuot? Maybe they'll get it in time for Shavuot. Sure, there's a Not Shavuot in- section in there as well. And interestingly enough, there's no milk products. So, no milk products. But you see, I, I have a family who are lactose intolerant, gluten intolerant. 
Everything Jewish. Yeah, Jewish. exactly. <laughs> Everything intolerant. So it's great and that your husband's a butcher because that would yeah. be just sad if he was a cheesemonger. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> I have that. I have that. I wrote. I was laughing when you wrote that in the in the uh, introduction into your cookbook. I'm like, oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's what I try to do. I try to bring in some humor and I try to bring in some poignant little stories yeah. and things like that to, very to actually get people to feel as though they're, they're in my kitchen with me. Yeah, hear where I'm uh, coming from. That's what I feel like. And I feel like when we're on the show today, everyone's, you know, people tell me they listen to Nachum Siegel, uh, Jamie in the AM in the morning, and then it switches over to the to the stream, and they love cooking, listening to us talking about food, which is so nice. Yeah. So we get to be in everybody's kitchens at the same time. So it's very nice. Um, yes. I wanted to um, talk yes. about this little thing that you gave me. Um Okay, so this is typically South African. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hang it in the studio. Can we go. can we see this? Okay. Okay. And it's beaded oh, wow. by somebody. Um, it's part of the an organisation that you know to create skills for the unemployed and whatever. So I went to them and I said, okay, do one for Nachum Siegel, and then I did one for the culinary school. Very nice. So, this is really beautiful. Yeah. So Nachum and Miriam, I'm going to hang this up on the walls here, Nachum Siegel Network. Okay. And in fact, I got Whoops. them to do a whole lot of uh, Hanukkiahs for Hanukkah. I try and get them involved because they sort of sit on the corner in the you know, area where I live and sit and bead. It's beautiful. Thank mm. you. And are these the South African colors at the bottom? Yeah. Or? Okay, so... We're, we're blending two worlds together, the radio show in New York and, the, and South Africa. In South Africa. Beautiful. We're going to hang that up. Yeah, thank you very the much. The Rainbow Nation. The colors. Rainbow Nation. Yes, absolutely. And the Aussie because, you know, it's the show. Um, okay, let's talk about brais. We've got a couple of minutes left uh, of the show. A brai is, um, do I say it with the right accent? A brai. I had so many amazing South African friends. Shout out to my friend Ruffy and Mandy Mashovsky of Sydney, Australia, who are both South African. Um, Moved, they moved to Australia. Well, Rafi moved in the 80s and Mandy moved uh, not that long ago when she met Rafi from South Africa. Um, she moved to Sydney. Um, oh, you have a lot of ex-South Africans. A lot of ex-South Africans. So I know a lot of the lingo. So <laughs> a braise, a barbecue. What would you put on your barbecue? What's a typical barbecue at the butcher's, the butcher barbecue? Okay, that would be Borovos and uh, anything else. We can get that, right, <laughs> Seth? Yes, yes. yes Borovos available here. And... Um, well, basically anything that the uh, butchery has a lot of in stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what goes on yeah. your butcher. No, but it's actually they didn't sell. <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of um, things came from things like my father-in-law would come to me and he'd say to me, "We've got a lot of ribs left over. Do something." And we started smoking ribs. Oh. They're the hottest seller at the moment. And the mean, hottest seller here yeah. too. Oh, I want to tell you they're too delicious. And then you would put some of this lovely duck sauce on it and just bright. Remember that it's cooked through anyway because it's been smoked. So you just stick that on the bra. It is delicious. It normally doesn't land on the table because all the men are eating it before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with their beers. And by the way, South Africans, there is a certain protocol that you have to keep. Uh, which is? With bras. You do not interfere in another man's bra. Really? What does okay. that mean? If he is standing and he is brying, you never take his tongs and say, here, let me help you turn. You allow oh. the man, that's his domain in South Africa. That's so a, funny. I'm trying to change that because I love Brian. So my <laughs> husband, he says he doesn't cook inside the house and he's certainly not cooking outside the house. So I do all the brying in I our house. I do all the brying as well. 
Yeah, I yeah. happen to like it. I don't mind. It's just I it smel- it. makes my shaitel smell. Yeah. Well, you have to put a, a shower yeah. cap on. Uh, a shower cap or <laughs> cook in a baseball cap. When I'm doing a cooking show, I can't wear a cap. So. <laughs> yeah, so my yeah. shaitel's had some brutal damage done this week. But whatever, we won't talk about that. Um, and then okay, what would, else? Obviously, um, when I do get scotch fillet, and, and a tip for people to do, start a rotation sort of system with scotch fillets. And what you do is you get them vacuum-packed. Cryvac, I think that's what you call them. Yeah, vacuum pack. Yeah. I leave them at the bo- in the bottom shelf of my fridge for about two weeks, and then I freeze it. Is that because but you're aging it? I'm aging it. Yeah, it's difficult to dry age it because you know with regular fridges, people are opening and closing them all the time. So we vacuum pack it as these sausages are. A regular are. piece of a regular. I got it. I got a, about an inch to an inch and a half thick. Oh, oh, of steaks. Of yes, steaks. You, you ask your, your butcher for a piece of meat. Cut it up. Cut it, cut or it down. Get, get a piece of meat. I mean, we yeah. have it cut up by the butcher. Yeah, we can ask him. He vacuum packs it. And then you start that rotation. So in my fridge, I have dates on the things. And so you start a rotation system. Then you know about two weeks you can start putting that on the so, barbecue. So let's talk about – we have about a few minutes left. So yes. talk to me about why people like aged meat better. Because Is it because the flavor intensifies? The proteins break down. Proteins break down exactly, and it makes the meat softer. So rather than than buying a very expensive piece of aged meat, you can age it yourself. You can age yourself if you you like. Sharon is saying. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also take my Scotch fillets, but that I leave a whole piece. I leave a lot longer. Sometimes wrap it in a muslin cloth and leave it in the fridge. Is that like a cheesecloth? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, But you can get a whole Scotch fillet as well. Leave that for about two to three weeks. Don't panic when you open it. Oh, it smells off. It's not off. It's fine. So I could just put it in, like have a second a fridge in the garage. I could put it in the back of the second fridge, leave it for two weeks. Uh, open? No, in if the cryo pack. In the cryo Yes, you can put it in your regular fridge because there's no air is getting okay. into it. They take all the air out. If the bag is blown, okay, then, then you have to be, you know, you be careful. <laughs> right, ugh, yeah. eat it right away. Um, okay, because that's a really nice idea to be able to do that. Something a little bit different, making mm, your then own you've age. Always steak. got scotch fillet or steaks or whatever. Right, and sometimes when it's on sale, that's when you cup it in and you buy it and you do exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. lovely! This has been a great show. You can't do that, of course, with a bone in. Oh, no bone, no, no. bone this off. Is, this has got to be without the bone because the bone tends to make the bag blow a bit, and bones tend to get a bit smelly. And yeah, so okay. we're just talking about. A, the eye of the scotch fillet the eye with the flap, as we call it, the deckel, I think you call it. Here, sometimes they call it the butcher's cut because that's what they say f- for themselves. Ah, you see, see the I opposite. Was never to. Yeah, you're the opposite, right? <laughs> the opposite, yeah. <laughs> I got the humps and the, this, <laughs> the leftovers. Yeah, I never got lamb chops. The I got sh- the end bits, the end bits of the lamb. The shoemaker's kids, right? Exactly. Okay, very nice, very nice. Fantastic. I'm so excited to have both of you in the studio today. It was an absolute treat. Meeting yeah, we're nice going to well. end the show with us eating all this yummy, delicious meat that was uh, Seth cooked for us. Uh, we're going to have our own little barbecue. Um, so thank you very much, Seth, from Abelson Hyman, for your continued support on our show. Always a pleasure. You and, know that. And uh, thank you. And, um, you know, bringing us a little bit of a cute little barbecue that we did. I thought it was such a cute idea. And then Sharon, all the way from South Africa, joining us to make this an international show today for mem- the American Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so uh, I have some more tips online on the Um Stay tuned. We've got music 
uh, right up until Lech Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Have a wonderful, wonderful long weekend. And I look forward to joining uh, everyone next Friday for another great show. Shabbat shalom, everybody, and uh, happy cooking.